Hello everyone and welcome once again to Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's program. There's a time to be silent and let the Lord work in front of you. And your mouth can get you in a lot of trouble. Are you understanding? And then there are, some, there are situations that are coming up when it's going to require us to stand up and confront and roar like a lion when your peaceful demeanor won't be needed then. It won't be adequate. Well, hello, everybody. This is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you for joining me for Kingdom Rock Radio. Well, on today's broadcast, we're going to start a whole new series, and this series is entitled From Lamb to Lion. God's going to teach us to roar and so much more. So I pray that you're ready to dive into the rich word of God. Don't forget to join us on our website 24 hours a day at www.kingdomrock.org. We would so love to hear from you. All right, without any further ado, here comes part one of the series entitled From Lamb to Lion, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. We're going to speak from the subject of today. Now, this is the title of the entire series, From Lambs to Lions. From Lambs to Lions. Now, everything in life rotates. So you'll also understand the Lord will transform us from lions to lambs. Now, which one is better, the lamb or the lion? The lamb, the lion? Well, I would tell you that the answer, uh, really, it all depends. It all depends on which one is needed for whatever circumstance. Sometimes we may need a meek and mild uh, demeanor. Well, that's lamb. Sometimes we may need the boldness and the roaring of a lion. You know, that's the lion. So one is not better than the other uh, unless a certain circumstance or situation uh, dictates that this should be so. But you're going to have to learn how to transition. Uh, some persons have a type A personality. They're very dominant all the time, very controlling. They're going to they're going to control the situation. They're going to they're, they're going to control the conversation. They're very dominant. So almost naturally, they are lions, but they'll have to learn how to be a lamb. Amen. And some are lambs. Let people just run all over you at, at certain times. But you're going to have to learn how to be a lion. The transition or the. A transition between lamb to lion or, and lion to lamb, it's about the same. It's going to require, both going to require some amount of pain and difficulty. But as we go through these things, you see how God transform you for what is ahead of you. So let me tell you now this prophetically. Why are we in this series? Why are we in this subject from lamb to lion? Because something else is coming up the road and you're going to have to be ready to address the situation when it comes. Whether you'll need to be, whether you're a lion now, you need to be, the, you'll need the demeanor of a lamb. You need to keep your mouth shut. Some people really take something to keep their mouth shut. I can't get no talking here. You used to say in your mind, I'm going to say my mind, roar. I'm going to say my mind, roar. But the situation may require you to be quiet and just sit there and take it. Because in your silence, God can establish his kingdom as well. 
There is a time to be quiet. There's a time to be silent and let the Lord work in front of you. And your mouth can get you in a lot of trouble. Are you understanding? And then there are, some, there are situations that are coming up when it's going to require us to stand up and confront and roar like a lion. When your peaceful demeanor won't be needed then. It won't be adequate. So I'm telling you that there are some things that are coming for both the lion and the lamb. And unless you allow the Lord to transform you and equip you in this hour, when that opportunity comes, you're going to miss it. Are you hearing? All right. So put yourself on notice. I am the Lord's official herald for this hour, letting you know what is coming. And you must be prepared. You must be ready to handle what is coming. Are you hearing? All right, all right, all right. Once again, before we get into the Word of God, I know before we get into it, let me get Brother Robert, would you also take up all the musical instruments? Don't want them to be very much of a distraction as we go on. So if you would just give Robbie your your tambourines, your flutes, your harps, whatever you're using today during praise and worship, that we may move these things out of the way, that it won't be a distraction for you, nor to the word carrier as we give the word of God today. Praise God. We'll give them a moment. Now, uh, before we get into Psalm, we're going we're gonna to go ahead and read. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to go ahead and read Psalm 23. Uh, you're free to read along with me. We're going to be reading um, out of the King James Version. It goes like this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will one. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, if you'll understand something before we really get into the deepness of this, I need to be closer to y'all today. Don't get afraid. We're okay. My God, what's he doing? He's coming closer. He's coming closer. <laughs> now, you know what? Somebody's been bad? No. Psalm 23 is broken down into three distinct parts. Three distinct parts. Okay? Verses 1, 2, and 3 are preparation verses. God is preparing you for something. Uh, verses, rather, verse number four is a demonstration verse. That is, you will be executing something that God has called you to do. You're putting something in motion. Okay, three parts. First part, preparation. Second part, demonstration. Third part, all exaltation, rewards, and commissions take place in verses five and six. This is the stage. This this is the this is that whole flow of Psalm 23 that if you don't if you don't catch it, you'll miss it. We can be forever in the stage of preparation 
And when demonstration comes around, most of us will back out of the room. You ever been in a situation, let's say in that classroom situation, when the teacher said, okay, we're going to go around the room, we're going to do something, and you automatically felt, I got to get out of here, I got to move, um, let me go use the bathroom or something, so they passed me. Anybody felt one of those before? A couple people can identify with that. We've been ducking out on the demonstration phase for a while. But unless you get through the demonstration, you'll never get to rewards and commissions. You understand? Yes. So we're going to we're going to actually just going to go straight line by line and get into this every week until we see the transformative process take place. OK. All right. So here's here's the picture. I'll be, I'll be showing you some pictures today. Here's a picture. Uh, Psalm 23 is a transformative text. Jesus is both lamb and lion. He's both lamb and lion. And we can do the same through him. All right. He's both lamb and lion. Look at the picture now. Look at the picture of the lamb and the lion. He is both. You must be both. Okay? Uh, Please understand, even though you have authority in Christ, and we do have authority in Christ, you can speak to a thing and the thing will come to pass. But understand something. There are many times that you will need more than just authority. You'll need power as well. Okay? The lamb can have authority. And many times uh, in the life of, of a policeman, he has his badge there. That's all he needs. Stop. He can stop an a, a, a 18 ton truck or whatever, whatever. He can say, stop, hold his hand up and the truck will stop just on his authority alone. Some people will stop just on his authority alone, just on his word alone. Stop. And they will stop. But then other times you'll have to break out the power. Because the authority alone won't do it. He'll have to restrain them, handcuff them, break out uh, weapons or tools uh, that is mace or gun or what have you, taser. He'll have to actually physically restrain the individual. That's power. So many times your authority alone is not enough. You're going to need power, power and authority. Okay, the lamb symbolizing authority, the lion symbolizing power. If you don't listen to what I say, I'm going to make you do what I say. You understand? All right. So we have authority over sickness. Praise the Lord. We have authority over these of the spirits. And sometimes the spirit will just move. These demonic powers will just move by your authority alone. Other times you're going to have to begin to fast and to pray Build up that faith muscle, that faith power, and then he'll move. You understand? Amen. So you've got no difference between the two. All right. So let's look at the preparation phase again. Uh, the first three verses, it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He making me to lie down in green pastures. He what leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Now, there's a word here. That is used twice here. I mean, there are a lot of words beside the word the and things like that. You'll see he, he is leading twice in these verses. Leading. That is, he's taking you by the hand. He's leading you, leading you, guiding you, directing you in two ways. One, you see, it says in verse number two, he make me lie down in green uh, pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. In verse number, that's verse number two, verse three, it says, 
He restores my soul. He leads, leadeth me in the path of righteousness. There are some places that you cannot go on your own. He'll have to take you. No matter how talented we are, how smart we are, how together we are, how much word we know, doesn't matter how much you pray, there are some areas that the Lord himself will have to take you, will have to guide you. Now, it's interesting to note which two places they, they are here in this preparation stage. One, he says, again, verse number, number two, he leads me beside the still waters. And that's really, we're going to look at that, but still waters is really a place of rest and refreshing. The sheep uh, does not know where it is. You can go on vacation. You can look out the water. You can go on a cruise and still not find rest. You can have money in the bank and everything can be your whale and still not find rest. Resting in our society today is a problem. That's why there's billions of dollars spent every year on pharmaceutical drugs, helping people to rest at night, helping people to sleep at night. That's a billion dollar industry. Just trying to get people to calm down. We're so uptight. <sighs> Didn't get my book board. Would you please over here? Bring it here. We're so uptight as a country, as a nation. We are so uptight. We're so frantic. We can't rest, and it will take Jesus to lead you to a resting place. Are you hearing me? So one one thing, again, in verse number two, thank you. He leads us into a resting place. Secondly, what does he do? He leads us in the paths of righteousness. Now, I'm going to show you what, because we think about path as just a well Warm trail that, you know, somebody just blazed a trail. You know, they've, they've walked before us, but it's actually a whole lot more than that. Jesus has to lead you in the paths of righteousness. He has to lead us there. We can't go our, by ourselves. He has to lead us there. Okay. Let me give you some pictures that are associated with these three verses. One more time. Let me read it, read them again. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He's making me to lie down in what? Say green pastures. Say green pastures. pastures. Uh huh. He leads me beside the what? Say still waters. Say still waters. Still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness. Say path of righteousness. Paths of righteousness. For his name's sake. Now, I did that for a reason because I want you to see some pictures that we identify with those. Look at this first one. The Lord being the shepherd. We think about the Lord Jesus, of course, him being the shepherd. And we are the little sheep. And he is leading us, right? So gentle, so loving, so kind. We think about that picture, right? We think about green pastures. We think about this picture, right? Isn't that right? Something nice and green and and fertile. But, you know, understand someone else had to plant that grass. Someone had to really uh, break up the ground and plant the grass and all that stuff and prepare it for the sheep. Okay, so that is actually a prepared place. And God does have a prepared place for you to graze. There is a prepared place in this life. Remember, now heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. And so is hell, actually. People are preparing themselves for hell right now. 
I just don't want to be one of them. I'm not one of them. But there's also a prepared place, like we talked about there in um, Walking in the Light. Everybody has a candlestick, a place to grow, a place to thrive. There's also actually a prepared place for us. All right. Let's look at the next image here. Here's the image of what? What do you think the image is of? The still waters. Think about it. Being in the wilderness, you don't know where the water is. You don't know where the place of refreshing is. The Lord will have to lead you to the place of refreshing. So right now, let's go ahead and pray right now. And before we go any further, let's pray. Uh, we'll just join me in prayer right now. Just open your heart. And just Father, in Jesus' name, we, your people, Lord Jesus, you as a shepherd, and we as your sheep, we ask you to lead us um, beside those still waters, a place of peace, a place of refreshing. Lord, we confess that we've been worried, we've been agitated, we've been frustrated, we've been upset. So many things in this life has just bogged us down. And Lord, we can't find the rest that we need. So, Lord Jesus, we ask you now as our shepherd to lead us into the place of peace. Lead us beside the still waters that we may be refreshed, restored, revived, renewed. that We may find rest in Jesus name. Amen. So we're going to be doing a lot of that during this series. We want to take this word and just apply it directly to our lives. Amen. Amen. So. As we look further, now those were some, now this also, this next picture here is a picture of the paths of righteousness. Here again, when we think about a path, we've been think, we think about uh, some trail going through the woods. That's not really what it's talking about. It's not wrong. That's not a wrong image. It's just not, it's just not deep enough or it's not a full picture. Even this is not a full picture. It is a part. Scripture says we know in part uh, we'll all have, you know, the further we walk on, the more we will discover. Okay, so when we talk about paths of righteousness, this actually that word path is actually talking about um, three things. It's talking about track. We're going to get into that. Talks about a track. Uh, It talks about um, circum circum circumvallation. Thank you, Lord. Circumvallation. And it also talks about an embankment, paths of righteousness, an entrenched area. God said, I'll lead you through um, those entrenched areas or those embankments. Now, all those that are erected for your defense. For your defense. OK, this is during the demonstration period. We're going to look at that because Lord said, OK, as he's as he's your shepherd and we shall not want verse number one, right? And he makes us lie down in green pastures. We're beside the still waters. Hey, if we can do that all day, we're great. Right? The Lord is our shepherd. We're following him around. But there's so, so much deeper in that. We can get into that too. But I'm just giving some things that we're going to cover before we go on. Okay? Can I do that? If life would just stay right there. I'm following the Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. You're providing for me. And I'm eating the green grass. Mm, you're providing for me. And when I'm thirsty, you give me something to drink. Oh, you're providing for me. And now let's go walk over here. And I'm just eating and I'm just resting. And I'm, I'm rolling around in the grass. 
The hills were alive with the sound of music. Most of us expect just to stay right there. All is well in the world. All is well in the world. All is well in the world. But we don't stay right there. That's the preparation time. That's the time when you get to know the shepherd. We get to know, know his voice. You know his scent, right? And things are established. After we leave that preparation time, then we go into demonstration. Well, this is part of the preparation time here. But the Lord will lead us in the paths of righteousness. That is this defensive position. Now, righteousness simply means a right way of doing things. God's way of doing things. Righteous, the right way. He leads you in the defensive position of the right way. There are paths, there are tracks or bulwarks. You'll see this ramparts, uh, entrenched areas of the right way. In other words, God has already carved this out for you. There's a right way that is carved out for you that as long as you walk in this right way, that your life will be defended. He's already made defenses. He's already put up a wall. You just keep walking in this right way. And if anything comes at you, it will hit the wall and entangle itself there in the wall. It will not strike you. As long as you keep on walking in this right way. Isn't that something? So we're going to talk about that. Now, here's here's a picture of an entrenchment there, I think, from the Second World War. See how the man is entrenched there in the ground? That's an entrenchment. Uh, he is actually in the ground there and he's got his little weapon up and he's about to be shooting out of the ground. That's he's well dug in, well dug in. And that's what we're talking about, really, what the scripture is talking about as far as um, paths of righteousness. It's a well, well dug in, well fortified position. So we're going to show you that as we go on. Let's go on just a little bit further to today. I'm just giving you really an overview of what we're going to talk about. And so next time we'll get further and deeper into these things. Okay, can we do that? All right. The second part, the demonstration, the demonstration. He says, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will what? I will fear no evil for thou art what? With me, thy rod and staff, they what? Comfort me. Demonstration. So we've had a good time over there eating. We have a good time over there drinking, following the Lord. Hey, everything's rosy. He's leading us in a very safe area. The entrenchment, the embankment. Hey, we're safe. We're secure. But now the same shepherd takes us out and we find ourselves leading because he has to be leading us and guiding us through. We're, we're following him. We find ourselves going through this time of the valley of the shadow of death. Okay. Now, this is this is a part of life. We can't escape this. You cannot escape it. This is not only talking. This could be talking about and is talking about a physical death. But there's also death is often uh, looked at as the separation of life. That is something has ended. Something ends. This is a very hard time, very rough time when something has come to a close. Okay. In many cases, it is just the shadow of that closing, not the actual closing. It is the shadow of the death, not the actual death, but it, the shadow terrifies us. When you look on an x-ray and they see, can you see some sort of cancerous cell? You're not dead, but it is the shadow of that. It is the appearance of something that could be that terrifies us. 
And we'll all have to walk through that. It may not, may not be something physical, it may be financial, it may be relational, but there'll be something we're going to have to go through. And as we go through it, the Lord is the one who is walking with us. Now it says, uh, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Why? Uh, he says, for thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. This is why I don't fear evil, because I see his rod and his staff. So we're going to talk about the importance of the rod and staff. Uh, and actually, we get to the second. This, this is the importance of the rod and staff. His rod is power. His rod is power to smite the aggressor, to smite the one who would come to uh, devour you. Okay, to strike it. And his staff is the one who nudges us back in place, brings us back out of a pit. Okay, so we're going to talk about that. If you look about uh, shadow of death, you look about this. It says the valley of the shadow of death. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. A valley is made up of, uh, you can't have a valley without having some tall structures on each side. Tall mountains, regions on each side. Okay. If you don't have tall mountains, regions on each side, it's not a valley. It's just, you're just walking on the plain, something on a path. But a valley you can't go left, you can't go right. You can either go forward or go back. Okay? So we're going to talk about that and what that implies as we go on. Amen? Isn't that something? Amen. So I, I want you to see all these things. We're going to really take a look at it. And then at the very end, it talks about rewards. Hold on a second. I feel a sneeze coming on. Okay, it went away. At the very end, he says he prepares a table. Why are y'all laughing at me? It was coming. It just went away. At the very end, he says he prepares a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Table is a place of dining. We, we think about a place of dining, a spectacular place. But this is actually the king's table. And at the king's table, not only is there dining, there's also uh, the table is, is where the king will give you authority to make decrees, to pass laws, to say a thing that will affect the one that was your enemy. So he's placed you in divine authority. Now, that thing that was attacking you, that thing that was against you, that thing that was coming to destroy you, that thing that tormented you. Now he says, sit here with me and you speak and that will obey Oh, come on now. Come on. You speak because you have gone through the preparation. You have gone through the demonstration. Now you have earned a seat at the king's table. And now he has given you official, the official decree or, or official uh, authority to say. And now you're at the king's table because now that's power. Uh, that's authority. But you also have the king's army to back it up. So that's authority and power. Amen. To the warning and believer, we have the power to use the name of Jesus and the angelic forces to back it up. Amen. We have authority and power. Sit at the table, make decrees, and it shall obey. You've been through something with him. You've been through something with him. And then he says he will anoint your head with oil. That's commissioning. And your cup runs over that's more than abundance. And then after it's all said and done, as we're in this life, goodness, he'll assign, I believe, two angels to walk with you. 
goodness and mercy. They will follow you all the days of your life. Think of those two angelic forces, goodness and mercy, following you all the days of your life. Think about that. Think about that, following you all the days of your life. Now, does that talk about eternity more or is it more time? Time. Surely it is eternity, yes, but this talks about more of time, as in right now. Right now. Goodness and mercy, the angels of goodness and mercy following all the days of my life, assuring me that when I come to certain places, I'll find God's goodness and I'll find his mercy. Assuring me they are there with me, empowered by the Father, assigned by the Father to guard me, to guide me all the days of my life. Isn't that something? Then after it's all said and done, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. You understanding? So this is just wonderful. This, this, this is just wonderful. So again, this is what we're going to be talking about over the next few weeks. So I need you to be praying with us every time you come that the Lord will unfold and reveal, unfold and reveal. Because even though it is written, you won't walk in it unless you hear it and then believe it. And then you begin to walk into it. There are certain things in the word of God that are covered. There are secret. Until the hearer comes along, one whose heart is open and the Lord opens and says, all right, look, look what I have for you. Everything that we've just spoken about in Psalm 23 that we've just really just grazed over. I just gave you an overview. All these are blessings that God wants for you. And in your life, currently, right this very moment. So if we were to back up for a moment, we would see how goodness and mercy are following us all the days of our life. We would see, uh, we, we would see how our head is anointed with oil. Our cup, our cup runs over our heads anointed with oil. How we are seated at the king's table in the position of authority. But remember, all of that takes place after the time of demonstration. After we come through the valley of the shadow of death, after we, you know, we have feared no evil for you're with me. We've seen a demonstration of his rod and, and his staff. We've come through all that time. But that is after all that is after the time of preparation. When we have shown us how to walk in those entrenched areas, the, those paths of righteousness he has shown us where the water is when we get thirsty, when we need to be refreshed. He showed us the green pastures and what to do there. But all that, all, all of that comes from verse number one. If you can't get past verse one, then forget about the rest of it. Amen. Verse one says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Amen. We're going to talk about, the, talk about the implications of that the next time we come together. Let's give God a hand of praise. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Well, well, that's it, my friends, for this recorded message. Thank you so much for hearing this audio CD. Now, here's the next step. 
take the CD out and share it with a friend. And don't forget, there is a QR code that is quick response code on the front of the CD. Well, you just take your smartphone out and you scan that code. And guess what? You'll install the Kingdom Rock app right on your mobile device. And in the Kingdom Rock app, uh, it's available, of course, in the Android market and iPhone. And you can have the web app if you have another type of phone. Well, once you scan that code, you'll have access into our entire archive of messages. There are probably hundreds or thousands of messages there that you can hear. And they're made new and fresh, uploaded fresh every single week to the glory of the Lord. So I want you to take advantage of that. It's going to be a blessing to you. All right. Well, before we go, I want to just say a word of prayer over your life. And I pray that God will richly bless you. Would you take a moment and pray with me? Oh, wonderful. Well, let's go ahead and pray. Dear Father, I thank you for my friend that is right now listening to this audio CD. I ask you to bless them and cause your light to shine upon them and cause them to see better days, cause them to know Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. And Father, I pray that the power of darkness would be broken off of their lives and that they would see Jesus plainly, brightly, and victoriously in their own lives. Bless my friend today, I ask, Father, in Jesus' name, amen. And my friend, if you have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and as your Savior, you know, here's a good time to do it. So just continue to play this CD, and I'm going to lead you in the prayer of salvation. And of course, there is no magical words, no magical words that will get you into the kingdom of God. But this short prayer of salvation can start you on the way. Then after we're finished praying, do me a favor. Look for a good local church, a good Bible-believing local church that will help you in your spiritual growth and development. Get baptized in the wonderful name of Jesus. And I pray that you will be filled with God's precious spirit. And remember, if you're ever in the Bremen area, you're welcome, more than welcome, to stop by and worship with us. Every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., just check our website for more details at www.kingdomrock.org. All right, are you ready to pray? Let's pray. I'll pray for you and then you just repeat after me, okay? Father, your word declares that those who come to you, you will in no wise cast out. So Lord, I'm bringing my friend to you right now, regardless of where they've been, regardless of what they have done. I know that the blood of Jesus was shed on their behalf and you want to forgive them. You're waiting to do it. And I ask you that you would hear us as we pray. All right, my friend. All right, come on, let's pray together. And just say with me, Father, I admit that I have sinned. I have done wrong. I have fallen short of your plans for my life. But I believe in Jesus. I believe that he is a savior of the world. And I may not know how everything works, but I do believe. I ask you, Lord Jesus, to come into my heart and to fill me and to make me yours. And I will serve you all the days of my life as you show me how. I need you and I thank you for washing my sins away and making me whole. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, my friends, I believe that that is the start 
of a wonderful relationship between you and God the Father. Continue in His rich word. And join us next time for more Kingdom Rock Radio. We love you now. God bless you.